This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Peter Poser died in February of 2019, and uh, like I said a little bit earlier, that's uh, almost a shock to realise that that was just over three years ago. Um, it's kind of one of those things that you think, oh, didn't he die just recently? But three years have gone by since we lost him, but his legacy remains. He was one of our most prolific instrumentalists, and uh, certainly from my perspective as as a child growing up, um, it was one of the first... Um, tracks that I remember hearing on the radio that made me sit up and take a bit of notice was probably The White Rabbit, which was released in 1963 and uh, demonstrated to my ears anyway that the guitar could be something quite magical that had all these different sounds to it, which I'd never heard before. Another big fan of uh, Peter Poser is Donald, Mc Donald McLeod, excuse me, uh, local... Um, well, impresario, I guess he could be called, who uh, struck up a friendship with Peter before he died, uh, but had been a long-time Peter Poser fan and is now working on a project to finally get out some material that Peter Poser wanted to put out uh, since his last new album, which was back in 1970, but uh, Peter never got around to getting this stuff out there, so uh, Donald now has that project in mind. He started a Kickstarter campaign Monday of this week, running that for a month to see if he can get some funds together to help make this thing a reality. Planning a CD with 26 tracks in total, as well as a 12-inch uh, 45 EP, uh, which will come with five uh, bonus tracks on it. He's sourced the material from all over the place, and some of it um, directly from Peter Poser's private collection itself. And I have Donald on the line now to talk about the project, and um, it's a pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, Donald McLeod, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Mike. This is, uh, sounds like a labour of love. It is. It is a labour of love. Um, it's good to get the you know, certain music out there and music I certainly have followed and really enjoy. I've got a record label called Pine Nut Records, another labour of love, but also something to put out music. I've put um, an, a few albums out there already, and this one came along as an opportunity, having met Peter, as you mentioned, and also just learning, going back into the music um, I love from the 60s. Um, around, I suppose, going back to the time of, you know, sort of the introduction to Peter was through... Um, Richard Swainson, actually, um, who wrote an article about Peter in his days and going back to the USA um, and meeting various people like Frank Sinatra at the time of the White Rabbit album. And also just you now that he had the stroke just previous to that and it sort of brought him back into the, into the arena a bit and he had a couple of successful albums about the time. So that's where I got into this project. It is a labour of love meeting Peter um, through collecting music. I've got a very comprehensive collection of Peter Poser music. In fact, it's about 200 items now, because <laughs> in the 60s he was quite prolific. He was. And um, through the process, I did get in touch with Peter and make contact with Richard Swanson, and he was interested in what I was doing, and as it built and built, he was, I was in touch on a, on, a, on a reasonably regular basis, but never met him towards until the end, and he said, look, Donald, I'd, I'd like to meet you, and go through the collection and um, come and see me. So I did that, and he introduced some other albums, but also some music which he'd been working on and had never been released. So um, sort of sparked an idea through my label, Pine Nut Records, to perhaps do another album, and it's taken a couple of years to get to this point. 
the Kickstarter, which is about to be launched, it actually goes out on Monday next week. It was meant to be Monday, but there's a bit of a lead time getting Kickstarters going, so oh, okay. still, it's still pending. Well, it, it, so it has pe- it had Peter's blessing then, the project, uh, before he died. Well, he didn't... Effectively, I had the feeling that this music... And he gave me a, an unreleased um, song, which was his last one to be recorded at Stebbing. Um, it's actually a prog rock song, and it's fantastic. Um, never got released. And, yeah, so the blessing... He, he introduced me to those and some live recordings, which he prepared... Um, uh, a, an album pretty much close to ready to, to be, you know, to go through the production process, but didn't quite get there. He didn't, didn't actually say, Donald, produce this record, but I got the feeling that there was more to come from Peter and I was the one perhaps to do it. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, you had rare access then to talk to him about his work and about his, his own... Um, collection of his own stuff that uh, probably not a lot of other people knew about um, this kind of access gives you a rare insight into into the makeup of the man and, wh- and what his music was all about it sounds to me like the collection that you're putting together for the CD is going to be um, one of those memorable ones that has a, a little bit of everything in it and some of it goes back quite a long way I understand it does absolutely well Peter did introduce me to some of his favourite songs and some of the ones are changing points of his of his life when he, he had some ups and downs, as I think is pretty well known. One of the songs he introduced, and one which I didn't have in the collection, the original copy, was a um, a very early song by a band called um, the Kinney Quartet, um, Paramaori um, Quartet from Gisborne. The song was written by um, a, a, a songwriter from Gisborne, Margaret Raggett, and this song which he introduced me to there was Tikotahi Tanga, um, which was sung in Tereo, and um, it has the Peter Poser backing, uh, Peter Poser combo backing it, which was a quartet, um, I should say, yeah, well, obviously a quartet. Um, um, and, um, no, sorry, there were, I'm trying to remember how many there are, three or four, <laughs> I've got to skip the, the thing. But anyway, um, that was a song which Peter particularly liked, and that's on the album. And in the process, we rediscovered. Um, I had the 45 of it, but going working in partnership with the family through Margaret Poser and Stebbing, through Stebbing, and we actually discovered the original um, master recording of that, which will be on the album. So it covers quite a range, some country songs, which Peter penned, a couple um, of songs, one for, um, well, was a song uh, called Rose, um, um, uh, Can I Share a Bed With You?, for t- written and it was performed by Tony Williams, but there was a, another version, original version by a guy called Tex Gribbick, and that's the that's the uh, the copy on the album. It was Peter really loved that particular version, which has never been released. There's the same backing as the other songs, and that's another one he introduced me to, and a song which he particularly liked from a period in his life when he was um, going through a recovery period called Loneliness, which he wrote for a country singer who I actually met a few months ago, just part of this project, um, then uh, named Janice Ramage, and um, a fantastic country song, which is also on the EP and the, the CD, and a whole range of his well-known tracks, but a live version. Uh, Peter was known, he, he was a perfectionist. Um, perhaps he played best, or well, he certainly said to me, when he was relaxed, playing slightly informally. So a lot of the recordings you hear 
studio recordings are great, but to hear Peter, it is, as he says, his absolute best um, is when he was free and relaxed. And this live recording, which he um, introduced me to, also that most of the tracks are on the album, um, um, either the CD, particularly, well, the live tracks are on the CD uh, version. Um, very free, uh, free playing, and as you mentioned, that chiming guitar sound, that multi-guitar sound comes through fantastically. And also, he had a bit of fun. He, he was quite sort of competitive with the band, so sometimes he would, when he was free and open, he would play, and he would play just, he could play extremely expressively as, as as we know but also he play extremely fast so sometimes he would as he explained to me he would enjoy playing faster and faster to see if the band could catch <laughs> could, could keep up <laughs> and that also is captured on the live versions then another one which um wasn't actually discussed with peter was was touched on but the were he i asked him about his early recordings he did record some very early uh, songs with his family in the 1950s and through the through the collection process, um, um, I was very um, fortunate through another musician collector called Larry Killip. And Larry um, returns or didn't return. He found some of these lost um, recordings of the Poser family in a number of recordings which he was working through. Returned them to the family, and the family donated them to me. And they'll also be in the record project, which incredibly <laughs> is Peter, age 12, playing guitar. Oh, my gosh. And it has Peter Poser singing as a, as a, as a 12-year-old. So <laughs> wow. And, and there's also a couple of songs there sung in, um, in what would have been Yugoslav language back then, or Croatian um, um, as well. So it's, it's quite an interesting, um, yeah... Well, there's some, some real rarities in amongst all of that, and you've had uh, amazing access to to get that material. What's it been like trying to cull it all down to, a, you know, something manageable to put on a CD? Because I, I, I would guess that you've got enough material there probably for two or three of these. Well, I'm getting most of it on. I've decided to try to issue all of it, like some of the um, songs, for example, the family ones, the sound quality isn't perfect, um, but I'd like to include it because it's, it's significant and there'll be people who'd be interested family and extended family who would like to hear it um it hasn't been ever released or heard before um, outside the the closer family um yeah so so well i had tried to work out the the compilation so on the on the 12 inch 45 is planned uh, and that, that is you know going through the crowdfunding because peter hasn't actually had um a, a vinyl record, as I, from a collection I realised, since 1971, which was Caledonia Blue, which was an, a 45, and the last, the last album before that was called Guitar Pops. There have been quite a few CDs and compilations since then, but no vinyl, and on that we've got the particularly special tracks, the unreleased tracks. Um, we've got, it starts off with the, it's a dual-titled album called Nature Child Tiko Tahitanga, Nature Child, the prog rock song. We've got um, a blues jam, which was done um, around that time in 1976, called Roosters Blues, which has fantastic studio musicians and some well-known names, which people can find out when they perhaps see the album. Um, on that, Roosters Blues, and then the Rose song, and Loneliness, and Tikutai Tanga. And on the CD, it has the extended um, 
collection of tracks, the, the EP tracks, the live tracks, and then those family tracks. But for the 12-inch for the EP version, there will also be a download of some of the other tracks. There's some blues, there's a blues jam, there's two, there's a country jam, there's two blues jams, and there's the, um, um, a song which um, is, um, uh, trying to think, it's, where is it? I'm on my notes here. The, yeah, there's a song which um, is, let me find my page, second. Oh, yes, um, Tamori, Tamore, which is a Pacific Islands uh, song. It's a dance song. It's an epic nine-minute <laughs> version of it, wow. and it goes faster and faster towards the end. So that's the download, which will be a Bandcamp download on my Pine Nut Records Bandcamp channel download card will have the, the so-called dance tracks. It'll also have, um, uh, I'm trying to say, Lara's, Lara's theme on there is, well, was actually a waltz, so it's, so it's got it's got country rock, it's got blues, it's got tamore, which is a, a traditional well um, Pacific Islands dance track, and it has um, the um, Lara's theme for a waltz at the end. Well, <laughs> the, this um, you, yeah, sorry, carry on, Donald. Yes, yes. Um, so, 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 yeah, so that'll be the download. So, so it covers quite a range in those three different formats. Wow. When, when you use the term with, eclectic, it doesn't really quite cover it, does it? No, with, with, with the, of course, Peter had a very good following. I wanted to mention in the Pacific Islands, he, he played and travelled there several times. Um, uh, and, uh, yes, I wanted to capture that, that Pacific Islands theme. Um, he recorded many, many different styles of music, as I think it's a characteristic of them, from Irish and Scottish to blues, folk, uh, country music, um, uh, and then, of course, he has his flamenco-style type guitar, so the Spanish-style guitar comes through as well. Many, many styles. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, range. It's fascinating that, uh, you know, he was influenced by so many different genres and so many different uh, styles. Obviously, he was uh, just keen to see what his instrument could do and, and what he could do personally with the music. And it's uh, fascinating to get that insight. And I get the impression that this uh, is going to be a, a collection which will be of great value to anyone who's seriously interested in cataloguing New Zealand's musical history because uh, Peter definitely has a big part in all of that. What do you need to make all this happen, to get all the final bits together and, and get the launch? Yeah, good good question. Um, all the preparation's been done, like, to, to produce music as part of my record label. I've been working out all the different formats and ways of producing music, which people will be able to see on the on the Kickstarter crowdfunder. So to make it work now, it's going through the crowdfunder, and um, it's got various merch in there, and some of the items on there are some of, some of those books and things which were inspirational to Peter. Um, some of the... I've had... Um, uh, some items available which will be from the family which will go into the crowdfunders so some 45s from the Peter's own collection we've got some of his music books that he had originally so the next stage is for the crowdfunder which goes up as I mentioned uh, on Monday to, uh, to to get some seed funding for particularly the vinyl production because you know, these things you know, they are quite expensive and possibly the reason why there hasn't been one for so many years and it's the first one for quite a while, so it's, it's going to be the crowdfunders next. And from the crowdfunder, on the basis that's successful, which uh, I'm sure you um, hope it will be, 
and this, any support there is going to be really appreciated. Then it goes into the um, mastering process. So all the tracks I mentioned have all been transferred from their sources, mainly original master recordings. They're ready to go with Stepping, who are a partner in this project. Once, it's, once it goes and the crowdfunder goes to the end of May, then it goes straight into mastering of all those tracks. So they're mastering for the format we want. So it's CD or vinyl, or if it's both, it has to be mastered for both formats to get the best possible production and sound quality. And then from there, it goes through the um, production process of making the CDs and the, the vinyl, plus the, the marketing around it. Of course, with the crowdfunder, I'll be doing a two-weekly update. So people who are part of the crowdfunder who... Um, who, who um, get involved with that, um, they'll also be updated with the project progress because part of the crowdfunder itself is what happens as we go along. So I'll be explaining the, those processes for producing the music, um, which is planned to be released at the latest on the 24th of November. And on that one, on the launch, I've, I've, I'm going to make a, another commitment here. <laughs> I'll do it on the radio. Okay. Um, is um, one of the inspirations with Peter in 1960, uh, about ni- uh, with his uh, 1964-65, when I first heard as a child, um, Peter Pose's Irish and Scottish um, um, medleys um, EP, which I mentioned I've still got. I was so inspired and in being, of, I guess, of Scottish ancestry myself, um, and then I heard the Hamilton Caledonian Society Pipe Band play at my primary school, which was Hamilton East Primary School. <laughs> um, I was so inspired, I actually did um, did take up the bagpipes, and I still play them. I've got a lovely set of bagpipes, and I've got my grandfather's chanter, so I'm very fortunate there. And for the launch, I propose, and if I can, to play the Peter po- one of Peter Poser's Scottish and Irish medleys on my bagpipes. The launch. <laughs> oh, good on you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, that's a hell of a commitment, Donald. I'd love to talk longer, but time's running against us. And I would like to finish with um, possibly Peter's signature tune, The White Rabbit. And uh, I understand the version that you've got uh, available is actually a live version of that, which live adds that extra bit of energy, doesn't it? It does. And we recovered that. The, it was on the tape, but it had a, had a gap in it. But stepping were able to fix that. Uh, one thing you can do in music when you produce it is you can sometimes do repairs. So it's, it wouldn't have otherwise been released. So the White Rabbit, it's it's in the, and, and those sample tracks are available now on the Pine Nut Records, um, uh, the Bandcamp, Bandcamp channel. Right. So people can can do a sample play. But for now, that'd be great. So let, yep. let's hear it. We'll kick that off in a second. PineNutRecords.bandcamp.com um, also, you, you've got your own uh, website, haven't you? Yes, DD McLeod Design. Because okay. um, I have, I have my 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 my, my um, small business is uh, producing music, particularly music of people like Peter. And I've done one. My first one was actually Sneaky Feelings, um, which has local um, um, lecturer in um, in music, Matthew Bannister, is uh, was my contact there. Yep, we know him well. Yep. So um, yeah, so that's uh, so so pine nut yeah pine nut records, and so I've got the music. I've got the uh, I do small engineered items. I make parts of vintage cars, and also do some um, some work in uh, supply chain. I've got a project at the moment looking at a fresh food network. How we could look at you know getting more be more more self sufficient in food in the Waikato, 
using our own resources and a, and a local food network. See, when I called you an impresario, I was right, wasn't I? And I'm, and I'm too scared to ask what you do in your spare time. Donald, we want to catch up on you again um, in, in a few weeks' time, in a couple of months' time, see how all this is panning out. Best of luck with the crowdfunding, and can't wait to see that collection come out to the public and, and become a reality and uh, all of that hard work you've put in over the last couple of years come to fruition and uh, please keep in touch and let us know how things are progressing thanks very much mike all the best too thanks very much for your time this morning donald mcleod from uh, pine nut records if you want to chase him down uh, then pineartrecords.bandcamp.com um, you can sample those tracks and uh, there's lots of contact information we'll also podcast this discussion shortly and include some contact details for Donald there so that if you're interested in following through you can do so now let's have a listen to the White Rabbit live version <laughs> Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.